Okay, good evening. <clears throat> Tonight's shir was sponsored by Menachem Bini in honor of his Chashev Chavrusa Rabbi Van and all that the learning that they, to, they do together, Mitzvah continue to learn and to grow together in the mornings and the evenings and throughout Mitzvah Um I had a I had a mofus, I had a miracle happen to me. I was so tired and I fell asleep in the office for like 20 minutes. I feel awesome right now. <laughs> so I don't know how long the shear will be. It might be longer than normal. I don't know what <laughs> So we'll see. Hashem. If you if you had a chance to look at the Pasha, Pasha's Kitiso, it's really such a strange Pasha. It begins with the mitzvah of Machtas HaShekel, and it's not really the mitzvah of Machtas HaShekel, and I'll explain in a minute. Then it talks about the making of the kior, nice English word, the lava, right, which is the kior, the basin for washing the hands. And there's all kinds of seemingly random uh, parshis, one after the other, and the parsha pretty much ends with the Chaita uh, Eagle, the sin of the Eagle. It's a very strange parsha, exactly what, what is going on in this parsha really requires a lot of learning and in depth thinking. I'm just going to pick one idea tonight and share it with you. And I want to relate it, I want to re- relate it to. Purim, obviously, and a Chiddush I saw, a Chiddush I saw in the Maral. I want to share it with you. Do I fully understand what the Maral is saying? I'm not going to make that bold lie, but at least I'll tell you my feeling of what I think the Maral is saying. So let's begin. There are three times where Klalisra give the mitzvah or contribute the Machtas HaShekel. One time was a kapara, it was to count Klal Yisrael after the Chaita Egel. After many people lost their lives, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Metzavah Moshe Rabbeinu as a show of love and affection for the Jewish people to count them. Another reason is they donated a machtas shekel, a half a shekel, to the binyan hamishkan, to the construction of the mishkan, specifically the adonim, the silver sockets upon which the mishkan was built. And the third reason is something which is a perpetual mitzvah, a mitzvah always that we have to contribute and we have to participate in the carbon hatamid. And how do we do this? How is it a carbon sibur? So the way it's formed, a carbon sibur, is every year there's a mitzvah of Machtas where a person contributes a certain amount of silver, a Machtas exactly, there's a beautiful Masechto, which I don't know for what reason, maybe somebody can tell me, it landed up as a part of Shas, it's really in the Yushalmi, it's not a Bavli, but it landed up in Shas Bavli, and there's a mitzvah of Machzah Shekel every year, <coughs> every man, 
women are not necessarily obligated, they're not obligated in a Machsas Shekel. There's a whole diyun in the Amud that if women are not obligated in Machsas Shekel, they might not have an obligation to Davin Musaf, because the Musaf Tefillah is a Tefillah based on the bringing of the carbon, and if women were not participants in the carbon of the Tamid, so then how are they apart, how, how are they mechuyiv to Davin Tefillah's Musaf, the whole Dion, the whole Shailan Halacha, I saw your beautiful motion has a nice shtikotoyo on that Indian, on that concept. But those are the three reasons why there is the mitzvah or the Indian of Machtes Hashekel. Why specifically these three and so on and so forth? But there is a fascinating Rashi. And the Rashi is based on the Pasuk. And the Pasuk says, Ze itnu, this they will give, call ha'oiver ala pkudim, whoever passes on the count, machtes a shekel, a half a shekel, a shekel a kodesh, according to the measure of the holy shekel, because there were different weight systems, esrim geira, 20 geira, which is again a weight of silver, a shekel, machtes a shekel, trumel and Rashi says, and he quotes a Dvar Chazal, and it's a Medrash in Bamidbar, in Bamidbar Rabba, that why does it say Zeh? Why is it particular that HaKadosh Baruch who showed Moshe a coin of fire? And its weight was a half a shekel. Where is the source of Rashi? And this is important to hear. When you learn... Chumash Rashi is to, I always say, what is the first rule in learning? Never trust anyone. Not even Rashi. If Rashi says something, you have to look it up. And if you look at Rashi, Rashi quotes, there's only one Dvar Chazal. There's one Chazal in, in, uh, in, um, in the Midbar Rabbah, also could be the Yushami, there's different Gisars. But there is a Gemara in Bavli, in Menachas, and there's a medrash in Shmois over here that does not mention this, this at all. And what does it mention? It mentions other times where Moshe Rabbeinu struggled to understand how to implement the words of Hashem. What were those times? One of them, and this is everybody agrees, is Achoydesh Hazalachem. How do we establish the new, the new month? It is a very complicated astronomical calculation. If you ever look in the Rambam and Hilchas Kiddush HaChodesh and look at the Chazanish, it's really headache-inducing calculations. Only certain types of minds can actually understand these things, people who enjoy mathematics, and those are rare and strange people, right? But that's the idea, essentially, is the Kiddush HaChodesh, a very, very complicated how to do it. So Hashem showed, showed Moshe this Chodesh. When you see the moon in this position, that's called Rosh Chodesh. The other time is the Menorah. For those of you who understand something about engineering, the Menorah is an impossible task to accomplish. Because the Menorah was made out of pure gold. Gold is a soft metal. If you make a calculation on the dimensions of the menorah, if you would build the menorah, it would just fall apart. It would fall 
from the weight of the gold. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to show Moshe how to make the Menorah. The Gemara in Menachah says, another thing is Shrotzen. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu did not have a degree in zoology or paleontology or other things. Right? For sure not paleontology, because that's whatever. But the idea is, is that he did not have a degree in all kinds. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to show him all the Shrotzen of the world, all the different types of rodents and uh, different types of insects and so on and so forth. Because it was impossible to see. And the Gemara says maybe he showed him Shechita. It's one opinion he showed him how to Shech. Another opinion says that maybe he showed him the Shem and Amishcha, the anointing oil, exactly how to make it, and so on and so forth. And all of these things make a lot of sense. But let me ask you something. Who doesn't know how to make some money? Everybody knows. There's a lot of people who don't have any money and they still know how to make money, right? But it's what's, what is so challenging, what is so difficult to understand about how to make a coin? The other things all make sense. Not only that, they, they bring down from Svarim that the Rosh Tevis of Moshe is what? Is Menoira, Shekel, and Achoidish. Or maybe you'd say Shrotzim. It's not so nice. We say, but the name of Moshe Rabbeinu is made up of this idea of the shekel akodesh that, that, that Hashem had to show him a shekel of fire. What's the point? What, what was so complex? What was so beyond understanding that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to show him the machzis shekel? itnu. This is what they have to bring. The Maral goes through a very, very extensive, very, very he goes into the dikduk, or I should say the dikduk, of the entire parsha and so on and so forth. But the Maral says an answer which we'll come to in a little bit. But that's the first question. The first question is, what is so difficult that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to show Moshe Rabbeinu a, a, a matbeya shalesh? And it says mishkola, it had weight, what does it mean? Did he show him a shaykel? Did he show him? What coin did he show him? It's also unclear in the words of Rashi. So that's the first question this evening. The second question is relating to Purim. It says that when Haman comes to pick up Mordechai to parade him around the city, and to show the honor of Mordechai, and he says the jig is up. My 10,000 kikri, my 10,000 talents of silver, you have pushed it all away with your machtes hashekel. Your shkolim, your machtes hashekel, got rid of my 10,000 talents of silver that I gave to Achashverosh to decimate and destroy world jewelry. So the Tosis over there makes a calculation. What is the relationship between machtes hashekel and 10,000 talents of silver? So Tosis goes ahead and he makes a calculation that if you calculate 10,000 talents of silver and 600,000 or so men that gave Esrim Geira, it comes out that it's the same. Meaning, if every Jew, 600,000 men, had to give a Machsus HaShekel, it comes out to be 10,000 Kikrim of Kesef. That's what Taisa says over there in Megillah. But the part that we need to understand, see, if you think about the entire Purim story, what in the world does that have to do with Machzah Shekel? 
There are so many things that there is. There's a lot of relationship to the idea of the Beis Amigdash and the rebuilding of the Beis Amigdash and that Achashverosh came out in the big day Kahuna and he brought out the Kalim and the fact that so on and so forth. But over here, Haman, in his aha moment, says, what is going to bring out my ultimate demise? The fact that Jews give Machtas What in the world is he talking about? What does this mean? What's the relationship between the two things? So there's two questions that we're going to pose this evening. So the Maharal says something that we need to hear. It is very, very profound. Very deep idea. Listen carefully to what the Maharal says. The Maharal says the following concept. Whatever a human being can create in this world, by definition, is flawed and limited. We are human. We are physical. We have limitations. We have certain amount of abilities. We will not live forever. And we have needs. We need to eat. We need to sleep. There's only so much we could do. And when a person creates something, it can never be perfect. A person will create something, but it will always have some sort of, it will have some sort of deficiency. So Moshe Rabbeinu had a difficulty. And the, the difficulty was not limited to Korbanus. Moshe Rabbeinu had a fundamental and very basic difficulty with the entire Torah. And what is that difficulty? If we are human, living in a physical world, how is it possible for us to be connected to a spiritual reality which is perfect, unlimited, unfettered, and unbridled? Completely, how is it possible for a human being to have relationship to a spiritual God. It is two things which are completely different to each other. How is it possible for us to live here in this world and to perform mitzvahs which are physical in nature and limited and temporal and transient and be transcendent and be connected to an Shama, to an eternity, to a Netzach? How is that possible? So listen to the words of the Maral. Maral says something that's so, so profound. There is a difference between the Zeh of the Menoiro and the Chodesh Hazeh and the Zeh Yitnu. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu was showing Moshe Rabbeinu is not because Moshe Rabbeinu had a difficulty to understand how to produce coinage, how to mint coins. Moshe Rabbeinu did not have that difficulty. What Moshe Rabbeinu had a difficulty with it was, how is it possible that a Jew living in a world that's physical and temporal and transient should be able to give a machzis hashekel and through that connect to an omnipotent God? Does God really care about me and do my actions really matter? 
And HaKadosh Baruch Hu went ahead and opened up the eyes of Moshe and he told him, the coins that you see from the Jewish people, Ze'itnu, this is what they're giving. We as a people, we as the Yiddishkeit, the whole concept of Torah is that when you put on tefillin and you daven and you learn and you give tzedakah, it's fire. It's not of this world. A lulav and an esrig is not a fruit. It's fire. The koyach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed the eyes of Moshe, Ze'itnu, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're giving? You're giving a matbeah shal aish. That is your matbeah. It's not that he, was, he had difficulty on how to make a physical thing. He had difficulty understanding the ruchnius of it. And says the Ma'aral that the coin of Hashem is perfection. We can be perfect. A person can have a connection to a spiritual eternal world in this place, with all of our failings and with all of our limitations, that is That is what Torah is able to create in a human being. And a person who has to understand that when he puts on tefillin and he learns Torah, it's Eish. The Torah is Eish Chayra Al Gabe Eish Levano. Black fire on top of white fire. What does it mean fire? Fire is something which is pure energy. It consumes the physical and turns it into something which is ephemeral. Something which, is a, which is just goes out into the ether in the sense of energy which can never be destroyed. That's Aish. The lesson that HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught Moshe Rabbeinu Zayitnu is do not look with your flesh and eyes, with your eyes made out of, out of, out of sinews, out of, out of cells, but look with eyes which are ruchnes dika eyes. And when a Jew performs a mitzvah, it's eternal. It's eternal. That's the Zeitnu. Amalek. Amalek is alive and well. And Amalek has one narrative. You have no connection to God. This world is a world where there is no free will. This world is a world of determinism. It's a world of absolutes, of complete limitation, with the inability of correcting anything in this world. It says in the first war that, the, uh, that Amalek had with Klalisro, so what was their victory cry of Amalek? Is they took the Arlas of the Yiddish people and threw it up to Hashem and say, here, take what you have chosen. The idea of a brismila is the koyach of a person to be metakin himself. To correct himself. This is what Amalek is opposed to. If you look at the world today, what is screaming out at us? You cannot change. You are limited. You are failed. You are an animal. That's all you are. Comes Homon and he says, your 
fire, your Machzah Sashelko was able to trump and destroy my 10,000 talents, my Sheker, my 10,000 talents of silver. Because what were those 10,000 talents of silver? What was he paying for? He was paying for a world where there is no eternity, where there's a world where a person cannot transcend, a person cannot elevate, a person cannot have the Eish Shchoyro, Agabe Eish Levono, he can't have a Kimu Vekiblu. You have to understand the, the Pele and the Chiddush of Purim. There was a Chiddush Atoyro, there was a new Toyosh Abichsav with a new Toyosh Abalpeh. A Chiddush of Toyro that in this world, with all of its limitations, with all of its chesroinus, with all its of, of its degradations, there could come a nation who could bring God into this world in a completely new way. A Torah Chadosha. A completely new Isgalus, revelation of God in the world. How is that possible? Ze'itnu. Because that's what Torah is. It's not a coin. It's a coin of fire. That is the lesson of Pasha's Kisiso. You look at the Chaita Ego. What did the Jewish people need when Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't there anymore? They created for themselves a physical manifestation of the Kisei HaKovet. What did they miss? They did not realize that they did not need that. But rather the Torah that lives within us, the Torah Kadosha, our Tfilin, our Talis, our Tzdokah, our Torah, our Chesed, our Lulav, our Purim, our Pesach is Aish. It's all fire. It allows us to connect and to elevate ourselves. And I want just everybody should understand this Nakuda. When you put on Tfilin, it's not a matter that you're putting on tefillin. The tefillin is a reality in the world. You are connecting to that fire which is, in, which is your tefillin. It's not that you are doing the mitzvah of tefillin. The mitzvah of tefillin is a reality. It's a fire that exists in the world. You are connecting to that fire. That's why if a person takes the time, what's the objective in Kima mitzvah? It's not only just the sort of ritualistic performance of actions based upon God's dictums. But it's an ability to work oneself into the fabric of reality, which is called Torah. When I'm wearing tefillin, it's not that I am wearing tefillin. It's that now I became a part of tefillin. I became a part of the metzias of tefillin in the world. When I learned Torah, that Torah is the Torah of the Agabe Eish Levon, the Torah of Harsinai, the Torah of the Tzadike Adoris Midar Achadar. I'm becoming a part of that. Why do we need mysterious Nefesh for Limadah Torah? Why does a person have to sit hours and hours and hours not to move and to feel thirsty and to feel hungry and to be misamic in the Torah? Because he's not trying to create knowledge. He's trying to become a part of that fire. How do you do that? 
person has to divest himself from this physical world that's holding him down, that's not allowing him to enjoy, not allowing him to experience the aish, the fire of what Torah is. The more a person, and this, I know there's Bachram here, but for all of us, especially us that have learned in yeshivas, let's not forget what it was like to sit four hours of first Seder and the world became dead. And the only thing I wanted is what does the Ritva say, what's the Rajba say, to be mimic, to understand, to understand what is Rashi saying, what's the Sugya saying again and again and again. And every time I divest myself from this world, I become Ruchani, become a part of that fire. And the same thing with Hasodim. Person, some people, a chesed, but I do a chesed with a, with a cheshik, with a geshmak, with a mysterious nefesh. That mysterious nefesh allows me to see the ze itnu, the matbeya shalash. We should, as we're preparing, yoyma kodesh va'anoir, yoyma purim, as we go through the parshiyas, the building of the mishkan, we should build for ourselves a mishkan of fire, our mitzvahs, our toyu, not simply to perform mitzvahs, but to attach oneself. The word mitzvah, the Ritzodik says many times, comes from the word tzafsa. Tzafsa means to bond, to attach, to become a part of. That's where we need to go. To taste the sweetness of it, the gshmak, the 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 the, chiyas, the life force of what our Torah Kadosha, the Eish what that means it cannot be done in a pedestrian fashion. It can't be done sitting in a jacuzzi. It can't be done that way. It requires our dedication. It requires our ability to forget the world for a little bit. I want to wish everyone a bracha. They should be able to see the zayitnu. We should see the fire. We'll make this a shaykh. We'll make this a shaykh.